0: Welcome to Getting Real with John Natale, episode 11, become a market expert. In this episode, guys, we are going to take a very quick, very efficient dive into the stats you should know to become a market expert. And these are things that one, your MLS probably provides for you, and two, the easiest way, even as a brand new agent, to appear as if you understand exactly what's happening in your market, what's going on, and how to share that information with the public, potential clients, consumers, everyone that you know. So when they ask you this holiday season, how's the market going? You have the efficient response rather than saying, "It's tough right now. Interest rates are high. All this other stuff Really doesn't show off how much of a market expert you are, no matter if you're starting day one or you've been doing this for 20 years. It is honestly remarkable to me, guys, seeing how much this podcast has grown these last few months. We're still very early on. However, we have a big, big mission here at Getting Real, and that is to fundamentally redesign and change the real estate industry. It's what all my content is geared towards. It's what this podcast is geared towards helping change fundamentally the type of agents that are successful, the type of people that get into this business, and the rate in which people succeed in real estate. For far too long, far too many people have failed. So I'm hopeful in this podcast by sharing everything that I do, everything that's helped me these past 15 years, everything that helps me today grow and maintain a flourishing business will help you do the same. So by continuing to liking this episode, sharing this episode, sharing the podcast, giving us five stars on whatever platform you are watching and or listening on. I will continue to always be so damn appreciative of you. And I'm so thankful you are giving a few minutes of your time to listen to me. So let's dive in. Let's talk about the specific stats you need to know and things you need to understand as a real estate professional. Guys, there's only five of them. five things I'm going to talk about today. And the fifth one today, I'm going to talk about interest rates. And that's not really a market stat you need to know, but kind of understand how to describe what's happening with interest rates, what to really look at for if rates are coming down, if they're going up, and how to lean on some of the mortgage professionals in your life to know exactly what's happening on their front. Let's dive in first to the most important stat you have in your market. And it's one you might have heard of before, maybe not really understood what it means, but the number one stat is actually the absorption rate. Now, John, what the hell is an absorption rate or the absorption rate of a market? The absorption rate basically measures how long it would take if no new listings came to the market for everything to be purchased and under contract. So how long it would take for all of the inventory currently on the market to be absorbed. It goes off a variety of factors, but your MLS usually crunches it for you. And at the same time, it's the months of inventory available on your market. So you've heard it, you hear it in two ways. There's seven months of inventory, three months of inventory, two weeks worth of inventory, or the absorption rate is two weeks, two months, so on and so forth. Now here's how to truly measure what the absorption rate is telling you in your market. A balanced real estate market, not a seller's market, not a buyer's market, a balanced market, traditionally has four to six months of inventory. So somewhere between four and six months is the average time it would take for all the listings on the market to be purchased and sold without any new listings coming to market. That's a normal market. That's a balanced market. That's not a buyer's or seller's market. When I started in real estate, do you want to know what the absorption rate was? close to a year, over a year in some markets, 18 months in some markets. Yeah, it was that bad in 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. In those years, the absorption rate skewed close to a year in our county, which is a very desirable one here in New Jersey. So six plus months indicates a buyer's market. Anything over six months would indicate that the buyers are more or less in total control. The closer to six months means the closer to a balanced market. Further from six months, closer to a year, over a year, means you are in a very heavy buyer's market. And obviously we haven't seen that in a long time. However, that's the measurement of a buyer's market. On the inverse side, four months and under typically indicates a seller's market. And we've been in a seller's market for years now. We've been in an extreme seller's market after COVID. Extreme seller's market. And you're seeing with these very high interest rates that things are skewing back somewhat to a normal market. And every market across our country is going to be different. Every single market is going to be different. However, even in our market right now, we're about at two months of an absorption rate, which is still an extreme seller's market. Things aren't selling as fast as they once did. The overpriced listings are not selling. The homes that need a lot of work, especially if they are slightly overpriced, are not selling right away. However, it would still take two months for all the, only two months for all the inventory to be purchased. If no new listings came up, that is a startling fact, even in a market that is slowing down a bit in terms of things selling right away. So you have to understand what type of market you're in. So then when people ask you, you know, is this still a seller's market out there? When you can respond and say, you know what, actually the absorption rate's still three months, four to six months is typically a balanced market. So yeah, still a good time to sell your house. What are you thinking about doing? Thinking about making a move? How much more knowledgeable does that sound than, oh yeah, it's still a seller's market. Again, we want to make you the local expert of choice. These are not hard. Like I'm not asking you to crunch the absorption rate. These are all numbers usually, again, provided by your MLS. Ours has them kind of front and center if you want them as widgets on our dashboard. However, you just have to look into your market stats, typically in your MLS, to get these numbers from them. And if they don't provide them, you should probably be reaching out to your MLS or have your broker reach out to the MLS. Say, well, hey, one, do you at least have them on your record? You're not just sharing them. In the online version and two can you share those with us monthly if you're not publicly sharing them so we can know exactly what's happening in our market and become the local experts of choice the absorption rate is so important to knowing what type of market you're in and where you're skewing too like so if you go from you know one month of inventory one and a half months of inventory to now two months later, you're at three and a half, almost four months. That means there's been a stark change very, very quickly in the market. And why is that happening? These are very important things to look at every single month. And the absorption rate should be number one because that tells you what type of market you're in. We won't always I'm telling you right now, they may move the justification for a neutral market maybe three to five months versus four to six because we just may be in this lower inventory environment for longer. However, we will not always be in an extreme seller's market. Everything in real estate is always cyclical. When it seems like things will never change, they typically do. I do think we're going to be in a seller's market for quite some time. However, In 2045, we may not be. So fundamentally understanding what's a seller's market, neutral market, buyer's market is so important. And as a brand new agent, this is something you can describe very easily like I just did. We have an absorption rate of three months. We have about three months of inventory. So right now, on average, you know, if if no new listings came within 90 days, everything would be off it. Being able to describe that to someone who's thinking about making a move, and if it's still a good time to sell and move to another state, more cost-effective area, they can get their equity out, that might drive them to do it. Versus just saying, yeah, it's a seller's market. You become off as a completely different professional when you're able to describe that. So that's where I'd say the key statistic starts. Number two, kind of goes hand in hand there, is the average days on market. You need to know for when you meet with sellers or you meet with buyers, what your average days on market is for the area in which they are looking and or selling their house. Because if the average days on market is creeping up to 35, 40, and you have a seller, you can share that with them. Okay, it might take us a month. It might take us two weeks. Two weeks, we'd still be under the average of what it's taking everybody else to sell their house. We are coming out of a phase where people thought they sold their house in an hour. And some still do. I'm not saying they don't. But the majority will not sell in an hour, sell in a day, sell the first weekend. It might take two or three weeks. Guys, even as recent as like 2018, 2019, it still was about at like three, three and a half months. It was a slight seller's market in many areas of the country. Still took you typically, like the average days on market was close to 90, 95, 100, 120 days. So it still sometimes took you 100 days to sell your house for a good price. It was normal to work with the seller, do seven or eight open houses over a few months and then find the buyer. That was normal and again i don't think we're hopping back there right away however we will probably skew back towards that we've skewed from where every house sells with 40 50 people 60 people outside of it to now the nice move and ready houses sell the first weekend typically with multiple offers but the other houses are sitting on the market reducing their price and coming down to a price range that actually people can afford and then they sell. So as we skew back now, maybe over the next few years, understanding the average days on market and setting those expectations with sellers is gonna become vital. I don't have all the bluster in the world when it comes to it comes to literally the best listing presentation, but the one guaranteed thing clients get with me and why I've been referred time and time again by past clients is I set expectations on exactly what is going to happen, what should happen, and hey, if this crazy situation happens, which if it, can, if it does, it does. We will solve your problem. So being able to set your expectations with a client very early on in the process and say, hey, it may take us 45 days. It may take us 60 days. Hey, we actually, you know what? The average days on market is about 10 in your neighborhood. We should sell this weekend as long as we're priced right. Those expectations are going to make you a winner in your client's mind. So average days on market for the listings and then for the buyers, that's where the negotiation comes in. If a brand new listing comes up and the average days on market is 60, you may say to them, hey, like they may take some some price off so they don't get to 60 days. No one came through the first weekend with an offer. Maybe we can drag the price down before they reduce their price. There's an average of so many price reductions before they sell at 60 days. Let's just try to get the price down now and see what happens. Having some of those stats, or if it's, a listing that's approaching 50 days and they just reduce the price, you may be able to say to them, like, hey, the average days on market is 50. So that means this is probably the point where it's going to sell now. So we may need to be aggressive, even though you've seen it sitting for two months. We may need, there might be another offer that comes in, there might be two other offers that come in now that they're at the right price. All of these statistics, guys, are not rocket science. They are all provided to you. And they are just fundamental to understand a brief level amount so you could share it back with your clients. Stat number two Three that you should know is the median, and I'm also gonna lump in the average sale price for your area. Most times we go off the median price. The difference between median average, if you remember our middle school or elementary school days, the median is if you took all the prices that sold in a line, the middle point, right, of all those numbers is your median price. The average is you add up 50 sales, however much that was, divided by 50. Those numbers will be different in your market. The median is typically not the average. Right now, but knowing the median price point and its growth from year over year, or where it was a month ago, where it was three months ago, where it was at that month last year. So if it's November 2023, knowing what the median price point in your county, your town, your municipality, your whatever, a year ago in November, and seeing the growth is really important to know. It's so able to say like, yeah, it used to when buyers say oh, it used to be so much more affordable around here. You can like, I understand. Like the median price point in 2019 was 430. Now, the median price point in our area is $720. It is hard. That little, nu- again, it's not rocket science, but that little nugget of information, when you're at a holiday party and someone asks about the market or like what, what's going on with prices, being able to share that real quick makes you the expert. So don't shy away from it. Know it, understand it, have it written down a couple of times so you remember it. And then you were able to really understand. All of this information is so important in our client interactions. It's also important in the way we share it over social media because maybe prices are adjusting. Maybe days on market is increasing. And if you're trying to get that hyper-local content in your, in your content that you're creating and your social media and all these different things that you're doing, you're making a longer form YouTube video each month about the market, You need to know these stats and sharing them and giving some insight on them makes you the local expert of choice. And nothing I'm going over today is something you need to be 20 years in the business. You could be getting licensed today and you can print off these stats, understand what they mean, and know what the market is telling you from looking at the statistics. I'm not sitting here telling you to crunch the absorption rate. I'm not saying look up every all 50 houses that sold this month and crunch the median price point. All of these numbers should be provided to you. All of them are in the data at the MLS. Please, if you don't if you don't have it publicly available to you already on your back end, and back system back office system in the MLS, please reach out to your MLS and de- either demand they start making it public and or at least share this data with you because these are the simple things that make you the local market expert and the expert of choice for consumers when it comes to working with a real estate professional like you. The fourth statistic you should know when it comes to buying, selling, investing, anything in real estate is the average sale price to ask price. One, for the market, the industry average in your area, and two, your personal sale price to ask price for listings and buyers. Now, the average sale price in your market to asking price will be one number, but you want to know what your average sale price to ask price is on listings and your average sale price to ask price on buyers. Here's the power in that. One, the average, just knowing the average sale price to ask price is one going to set expectations with your clients. So say right now, and for some time, let's go back to 2021 when the market was crazy. For some time, it got to like 103, 104% in our market. Being able to share that with a seller and say, listen, the average is going 4% over. So if we're weighing whether to price it at 550 or 500 to ultimately get 525, you should price it at 500 because the average is going above and beyond that versus pricing it higher than the market value. Because at 550, yeah, you'd say, Oh, then you're going to 104. No, you're probably not. You're probably actually going to drive down the price because you're not at that you know really good bidding price for the buyer so using some of that to your advantage is really important on the listing side and also on the buyer side hey the average in our in this town is selling for 103% so offering only the asking price isn't working right this was the strategies we used during those markets and if it starts to draw down underneath 100% the power is to set expectations with the seller hey if we ask 500 we should expect 2% less than that hey if you're buying a house there's no other offers. The the average right around this area is selling for 98%. It's asking 500. Ultimately, the price is probably gonna be around 490. If that's what the market value looks like, it's gonna be. These expectations really help drive clients to make a smart decision and make you seem like the market expert of choice. It gives them ease when you use data to back up and not just say like, it has a nice kitchen, pay 490. That doesn't involve... Anything in their mind. But using statistics really helps them come to terms, comes to grips with what exactly they're paying and makes it seem like value. And now, why you need to know your stats is super important, is because if your average sale price to ask price on the listing side, say it's 97% of the market, and you're at 99, the next listing consultation becomes, well, what do you want to price for? Because I sell the house on average 2% higher than the average agent. They sell for about 97. I sell for 99. So if you're asking $500,000 for your house, would you like to hire me, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, and make an extra $10,000? Or would you like to call Susie, the average agent, and sell for $10,000 less? Yeah, John, we're going to hire you. Okay, great. So, what price point do you think we should go in at? It completely changes your consultations. Same thing for buyers. Now, if you're at ninety-five percent, where your buyers pay ninety-five percent versus the sellers uh, versus the average of ninety-seven, if we go to this world where buyers will have to pay us, it's yet to be determined if we will. But if that's the case and buyers have to pay us directly, I think it's going to be important to show on the buyer side, just like the listing side, why you have value. So, hey, with me, you're going to save ten thousand dollars versus the average agent. So would you like to hire me or would you like to go buy the house through your cousin and pay an extra 2%? They're gonna hire you and they're gonna pay you. So knowing these stats is super important. Your personal ones, all you do is pull up all your sale prices, all your asking prices, add them up, have an average. That's all you have to do for your personal. And unless you're selling 500 houses, this should be super easy. In my coaching program, I have agents do this. And as they go through the year, they're putting in their stats every single closing for what they're closing houses for. And then we can crunch it back to the industry average for their area. This changed my life when I looked at my business this way. It changed my business, it changed my life because it made everything so much easier. So please, please, please start knowing your stats for your local market, your average sale price to ask price, plus your own stats, because it will immensely help you. And now let's dive into lastly, number five, what you should know about interest rates. I share this with clients all the time. The most important thing you have to look at right now is what the 10-year note does. That's where usually the interest rate follows. If the 10-year note is going down, you can pull this up either by Googling it, go on CNBC, click bonds, see the 10-year note. In like the average, the historical average is typically around 2% higher than whatever the 10-year note is. When I'm filming this right now, the 10-year note is spiked. It's about 5%. I might not release this podcast for a few weeks or a month or so. So it could be dramatically different. However, historically, the average is 2%. However, right now it is closer to 3%. And that's why we're seeing 8% interest rates where we are right now. It could be different when this podcast comes out. However, it's fundamental that you understand if you just know where the 10-year note is, we're somewhere 2 to 3% right now, closer to 3% of that number. And that's how for years upon years, I always just fundamentally would be able to say to clients when they're out shopping, so like, what are your interest rates now? We haven't talked to our lender in the last few weeks. Well, it looks like the 10-year note got to this. So we should be about a little bit over two, a little under 2% of that. That's probably where the rate is, but obviously it depends on what your credit situation, debt to income, all that different stuff will de- actually determine your rate. However, it's just the point of making you sound knowledgeable. So whenever someone asks you, or just so you know kind of what's going on with rates, it's of vital importance to actually look out and say, okay, maybe once a week, once every few days, I'm gonna check the 10-year notes, see what's happening, Are rate's coming down, are they going up? And then on top of that, you should always lean on your real estate professional. When it comes to interest rates, I want you to understand, it does not matter what the 30-year average rate is in our country. It matters what the rate will be for your client. And if you say, oh, you're gonna get an 8% rate because that's what you hear in the news, and at the same time, realistically, with their, they have great credit, they have great, great debt to income, Ratio, all these different things are very powerful. Their rate might be seven and a quarter, it might be seven percent right now. So always lean on your mortgage professional. Hey, you know, it's you're just having a conversation at a holiday party. What are rates rates around seven, eight percent, 8 percent? You know, what are what's going on with rates? Well, they've been coming down the last few months. They've been going up the last few months. By being able to look at the ten year note, it helps you. But when it actually comes to like, what would my rate be? That's when you say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before I even try to answer that question, there's so many variables. I have two super powerful, super great, awesome, whatever your your adjective wants to be, great lenders that will walk you through exactly what your payment would look like, down to rate, points options, all these different things that could be of value to you. Let them have that conversation with you. Because it's on them. Just like you'd be asking them, like, how much is my house worth? Yeah, they'd be able to look online, guesstimate, see some ratios, kind of guess, but they would not be the real estate professional. Come walk through the door, look at your features, crunch it against the other ones, see exactly what you can expect to get. It's the same thing. I'm knowledgeable in the area. I understand where interest rates are because i track the tenure note, see what's going on, keep track of these things. However, when it comes personal to you, you need to talk to this person. They're going to take great care of you. And if you don't, and you already have someone that's awesome, you've worked with in the past, friend, family member or something, then talk to them. And just clue me in on the conversation with what you talked about, what your rate's looking like, what your payment's looking like. And then if it's time for you to go look for a home, let's go look for your home. Guys, if you know these five important things, if you know the absorption rate, if you know the average days on market, if you know the median and average sale prices. You know the average sale price to ask price, that percentage. Yours and the industry average in your area. Plus, you know a little bit about interest rates and what's happening with them. Those five things make up a market expert. None of those five are not information that you could find in the next 10 minutes. None of those five take a real estate degree. None of those five take 15 years of real estate experience. If you are a day one agent, just got out of real estate school, you could become a market expert in terms of the data today. So don't let another day go by, figure this stuff out, find the information and provide this value to clients. So you become the local expert of choice for your area.